Shut up, I love it. Are we there yet? 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 Shut up. I love it. I am Joe Cabello and we are there yet. And I am here with my co-host. Sasha Feiler. And this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, misunderstood, hated, despised, just uh, sped upon. Let's Jeez. get as vile as possible. As we've possible. been we've been uh, really requesting topics that people spit <laughs> upon lately and we've been getting a lot of spit fetishes and you know fine audience but we don't need it but yeah who is here in the studio with us today joe oh we're excited we got an actor and writer and he sang all of the musical hamilton in an adam sandler voice called sandlerton which has gathered millions of listeners and took way way too long to record but uh, take it from me, it's well worth it. We got Matt Harbert. What's up, Matt? Hello, how are you? I just figured I'd write what uh, people on the internet might be curious about. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the thing I did where people were like, oh, yeah. That is a yeah. thing you did. Can we hear a little bit of, bit of that? Please. You weren't, oh, you God. weren't prepared for Do this. Do I but... even know the words? It was like, how does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman? So early. Did you hear uh, my voice crack? I love every bit of it. Um, but what are we here to talk about today, Matt? Uh, so uh, I gave you a list of things that, that I'm into. Uh, uh, a lot of them really are... vile and uh, yeah, yeah, most <laughs> yeah, most of them very violent and offensive. And I took your <laughs> critique, and I understand it's 2022. Uh, but uh, parenthood is what mm-hmm. I am here to uh, talk about. Love the show. Uh, it's such show. a good. Show. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no! Actually, oh. being a being a father, Amazing. being a being yeah. a, a zaddy baby. Oh, well, wow. Um, and yeah. you, you are a father of one, correct? Yes, I have a six-year-old daughter, Natalie. Very Amazing. cool. And Very cool. so, fatherhood, you love it. Or let's say parenthood, because, you know, we might have some motherhoods we're talking about. Yeah, we may not. They-hoods. We'll find out. Um, so, what category of shut up, I love it, do you think it belongs into? What do you think the world thinks of parenthood? Um, I think, like, for the purposes of a, uh, of why I want to talk about it, I would say, like, in our, you know, little uh, comedian age <laughs> yes. group, you know, whatever, I put it under misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Uh, because, um, you know, my life has changed pretty drastically <laughs> over the last uh, six years. I- and like definitely have like when Natalie was young and like so when you're first a parent you're basically like in lo- like it was before covid but it felt like what lockdown felt like mm-hmm. like you can't go anywhere you have no sleep so then like we would find like Natalie was finally old enough that I could like go somewhere right so my friend was having a thing you know, it seemed like a thing. It would be okay to bring like a baby to. You know what I mean? How old it was wasn't Natalie? like, How old like was Natalie? we started taking her out like as soon as it was safe, like months, yeah. months old, not not even a year. Uh huh. So we'd bring a carrier and all of that, and I thought it was cool. And like certain things we went to, people were like, 
Who the fuck brought a baby? Uh, We're here uh, to fucking have fun. Someone uh, fucking uh, brought a baby uh, to my party? Fuck you. I'm like, I have not seen or had fun with another human being for eight months. Yeah. Please, it's just, it's not disruptive. I don't know why you're being mm. like that. And like when people complain about babies on planes, it drives me crazy. It, they're like, don't bring them on a plane until they're old enough not to not to make noises. I'm like, so your family will never see their child because you can't put on noise canceling headphones. Like, fuck you. You know? Yeah. And people are like, people like, well, about I, that shit. you know, yeah. Yeah. Are like, well, I, yeah. People are like, uh, I didn't have a baby. I didn't have a baby. So I didn't participate. You still fucking participated. Do you know why? Everyone on earth was a baby. Yes. Even if were. you don't have kids, you still yes. participated in the babydom of society because you were a baby. You were a screaming baby on a plane. So saying like, I didn't have kids, like that's not, you still were a fucking baby at some point. So I don't want, I just, it drives me crazy. Like obviously when kids are being like complete assholes, yeah. but like when kids are being kids and people are like, oh my God, I have to put up. It's like, that's how the human race continues yeah. is that there are babies and they grow up, and that's why the Earth still has humans on it. <laughs> so you can fucking chill oh, with, man. The, with the I crying would, baby on the I plane. I would pay $20 to watch you just go at somebody on the plane. <laughs> like, I would absolutely <laughs> not have this. I, You know what? As, as, you know, as much as I'm going at it on the mic, I would absolutely be like, so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. Here's a hundred dollar bill. I'm trying my best. But but yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but you know, I, I Natalie has been pretty good on planes because I'm uh so I'm recording in LA. I uh li my family still lives in West Virginia. So like every Christmas we fly uh mm -hmm. with her to except for the COVID years. Um uh, we fly back and sometimes she's been a little and I'm just like, I'm trying my best when other people are like giving me dirty looks. I'm like, we're trying. She's pissed and six and still working on her emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just try my best and that's it. You know, um, so what's your uh, familiarity with parenthood? Hello. <laughs> Very low, I th you know, other than my nephew. That's probably the closest yeah. baby I've been to. He's uh, nine now. Probably mm -hmm. got that wrong. It, once you're eight to ten, it's the same age. Um, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I'm, as far as all the little things from especially baby years on, you know, not familiar. Don't understand. When is the, how old was he when you, like, started hanging out with him in any shape or form? Um, hanging out. Well, I don't know, like, as opposed to, hey, here's the baby, meet him for five minutes. Like, like you were, like, being able to hold him and, like, hang out with him for an hour. I don't know. Like, to me, because I didn't have that experience for a long time, either, even uh, though. I mean, I was, you know, hanging out with him while he was growing up. But, you know, there's the times where they're actually a person, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, once they're, like, even two or so, where there's some sort of thought happening. Yeah. <laughs> Where they can like yeah. look at you and you're like, you're about to run just to piss me off, aren't you? Right. <laughs> and then they run and you're like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the parenthood thing, I mean, I, I can say I'm pretty ignorant to it. I am um, I'm sympathetic to it. 
So your rant I do understand, and I do... I try to have some uh, some grace for those with kids that are acting up and whatnot because I think maybe that comes from my uh, long experience working with preschoolers mm-hmm. for oh yeah so many years. It's like you realize no, they're just how they are. Like there's no like oh he doesn't get it. This kid doesn't get it. It's like no, they're just no. kids. They they don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, and they act certain ways. It's like yeah, a snapping turtle. Still growing. Snapping yeah, turtle. Yeah, gonna exactly. Snap. Oh my God, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, having a kid is just like trying to pet out. Old snapping turtle at the lake. Yeah, you get a little carrot and it goes chomp and you're like, that's fun. But when yeah. it bites your finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not so Which fun. Natalie does do because uh, I, I floss her teeth and I'm like, oh, stop, bi- please stop biting me. Because she keeps trying to do, she does a lot of bits now. She's at the mm-hmm. age where she's like, it's like, I'm a monster, meh, 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 meh. But she'll still try and do it while I'm flossing her teeth and bite the shit out of my fingers. She did, I actually, I will say, for Natalie, she uh, made an appearance at a Zoom birthday party of mine. Uh, yeah. I, I think the first year of Zoom and uh, was uh, quite a delight and quite That's a fun. jokester. Um, so that party, she was welcome at. I don't think there anybody talked shit about having a baby there. Although she was well, yeah, quite a baby. Well, yeah, she's not a baby anymore. But <laughs> she yeah, was about four, I, definitely... I think, at the time. Yeah, I think it's probably I get a little less like looks, but also like um, I feel like you kind of get put and it's kind of a relief. Like uh, you start befriending other people your age or in the comedy community that also have kids because it's just easier uh, because it's almost all you know you're not going to get that kind of a look. It's like, yes, I have kids. Our kids will play, which is great when the kids play. Because, you know, maybe if I had multiples, it would be different. But, oh, my God, when Natalie has another kid to play with, it's like I get I get to clock out for a little bit. Oh, yeah. They, they just keep each other entertained, and I can actually, you know, talk. Yeah, as a person who recently gave birth, uh, my daughter is 11 weeks. Oh, I cool. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand the whole, <laughs> okay, I have comedy friends who um, I know some of them are going to react like, okay, that I had a kid. And some of them, like, they just feel like already they're like presuming that I am done, like that I'm done as a human You're being retired. in my life. Yeah. I'm retired. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, even though I have like two shows coming up i'm gonna plug it no, gonna yeah plug let's it. do it <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like i'm and maybe that's exactly why because i'm recognizing their reaction like cl- close friends of mine like <laughs> uh that i recognize their reaction i'm like no maybe that's why i push back so hard on being like no but i'm still gonna do look do shows like i'm still me that's like the big thing that i'm trying to prove to my friends that i'm still me and almost Absolutely. i'm very lucky because my uh kid so far has been very easy Um, so I actually don't have the crazy sleep deprivation or any of that, like everything, like getting pregnant was hard, but since then everything was fine. Um, and so, but I totally, it it is interesting though, to see how to balance, like one of the biggest things in life is like, how do you achieve balance? And I feel like that's like where I'm working on right now. How do I still do the things that I did before while also being a good mom? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, completely understand and i'm i'm sure like um you know because to a certain point i talk to other moms uh, you know that that are you know still um 
performers and all that, and I completely understand the like people being like, "Oh, you're done now." But I also recognize that maybe that societal pressure is not put that harshly on dads, even though you know mm. I'm I'm just as involved in in taking care of Natalie as as my wife. Um, but I feel like societally, people mm-hmm. uh, treat mothers more like, "Oh, they're hanging up their gloves now." I probably get a little bit less of that. But I, I do feel that, too, where people are just like, oh, I'd invite him. But, you know, he's said no enough. And I have to say no enough, you know. Uh, yeah. And I've definitely pared down what I do uh, uh, comedy-wise. I used to do um, more stand-up. And I was like, I got to start picking and choosing what I'm going to do. Yes. So well, I was with everything. Like, I'm going to do just <sighs> sketch and then you know writing and stuff like that Ooh. i was like i don't know if i want to like be doing mics like i don't do any mics anymore i will never like just show up to do it to maybe get up and get stage time but that also might be because i'm 38 and I've been, yeah when you, I've been, as you get I've older been, in the war of uh of this game yeah i've just been like do i is, no i'll i'll go to shows where people uh want me there like this one yeah, like this one, we definitely want you here. And, uh, you know, you obviously way far um, further on this path of being a parent, Matt, than I am. Only, you know, I'm only have a little bit. You're at the hard old. part. You're at the hard. I, I guess feel like so. The, I feel like the hardest part is, is new. I feel like the hard, at least in my experience, was the like the first month or two. Yeah. That's when I got I'm like the most, that. like, couldn't, couldn't sleep. But, uh, She's but yeah, it gets easier old. and harder in different ways. But I would say easier. easier I would say easier already. As, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we'll see when she starts moving around. But um. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. You gotta put, gotta put pads on everything. Pads on everything. It's but, uh, it's a journey. Watch them yeah. all the time. <laughs> the the but, second they get mobile, it's like it's like oh, I used to be able to just you know, uh, uh is is uh is your child a a, a boy or girl? It's a girl so far. Girl. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. daughter, it's like, you know, you used to put the daughter on the mobile and then you mm-hmm. could get some work done and it's not like that anymore. It's like, holy shit, where are yeah. they? Yeah, you know, she doesn't like to be uh, not simulated at all. Um, right. She complains very hard if she's not being simulated. So I, in some ways, I'm already living the life of somebody <laughs> who has to watch her constantly. But uh, what's interesting in terms of my experience of... Um, like when you're saying like saying no to things first of all this is something that i've been trying to do for the last couple of years is like how to learn how to say no because i've been saying a lot of yeses <laughs> like mm-hmm. the opposite of some people struggle with the opposite right but so for me like it would like automatically it's every time i get that's not with her is so valuable exactly it's so precious and i'm completely like in the moment that i i and maybe it will change, but like right now, maybe it's still like hormonal stuff, whatever. But it's like when I get that time, it's I I live like a richer life. Um, I physically feel like there was like a switch turned where I get to like live life in like a higher plane. Because when I get that time that's not holding her or doing like feeding her or whatever, that time I better like do great things or just like feed myself and take a shower, which is yeah. like also exciting. Yeah. So <laughs> like, but like that's like one way to live a richer life is like to experience is like with like high intensity. And I feel like that's, that's definitely giving birth and being a mom is what gave me if nothing else. Like yeah, I mean, me. Yeah. Yeah. Your time outside of being a parent is so limited 
that how you spend your time you're a lot more mindful of and you know sometimes i just fuck around on my free time you know and play uh uh video games sure uh and stuff like that but uh but yeah definitely like i think i was on i i was like doing four shows or something i think around the time that I started becoming a parent, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Do I need to be doing all these <laughs> like shows? Four like, four weekly shows? Yeah, I think maybe one of them... Or no, I was on two sketch teams and two <laughs> improv teams or something. But, you know, still on sketch, even if you don't have a show every week, you're still meeting mm-hmm. to pitch sketches or whatever. Um, and I was like, what? Is this moving the needle as to why I moved to Los Angeles? Like... Do I need to be doing this much stuff? You know, what What of my stuff is moving toward my goal? Like, I became mm-hmm. a lot more like, um, uh, what are my goals? Mm-hmm. And what of the stuff that I'm doing is actually helping? You know, and right. then I just started paring down what I was doing um to try and and be a little bit more mindful about like okay i only have so much time now you know so let's try and make the most of it and cut out the things that maybe were just treading water yeah and that's the thing especially you both are entertainment field people in the entertainment field so that's such a selfish op- occupation uh compared to others i feel like it's even harder there's it feels like there's even more of a shift either um what from what others people see of you like you've said how people assume you're not going to do shows anymore this or that compared to other fields maybe not all fields i think there's other like high impact lawyer and things like that where people are like oh god how dare you have a kid but i feel like entertainment field is definitely that where it takes a certain amount of selfishness and a certain amount of like self-centeredness to do that having a kid and arrogance that you're like i'm gonna make it an entertainment industry yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like it's so anything that weighs you down people break up with people you know to continue their dreams they cut things out of their lives so here you are adding something huge to your life yeah. Um, that it seems like it's somewhat unique and you see a lot of, whether it's actresses or writers or whatever, they're like, I don't want to have a kid yeah. yet well, because it's going to slow me down. I feel it. And it may have been the pandemic too, but I feel like at least as an actor, a lot of my um, op- or like auditions or opportunities have really started um, moving toward like dad or older businessmen and, I think I'm probably going to like be visibly gray in the next like two years. Like it's, there are definitely enough that I, that it's like more than just a few. Uh, so I think I'm actually kind of naturally moving into like an older man. I I mean, I'm becoming an older man. I am, I <laughs> am like, I older. am 40, 40 is, you know, if I pull out my, uh, my telescope, I can see 40 on the, <laughs> on the horizon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, a lot of my kind of acting opportunities have kind of shifted mm-hmm. toward an older guy. A lot of it, you know, their parents and oh my God, uh, you know, if I, if I get like an audition where someone's upset about their kid, I, I will start crying. I'll start crying, reading the sides. Like 
not and I'm not like usually even in acting or in my life, you know. You know, usually you get sides and it's like, oh, you got to cry and you're like, ah, shit. How am I going to get there? Mm -hmm. I got to do some acting work or whatever. But if it's like, and his daughter got taken away from him, I'm like already crying. Like I'm already like weeping, reading, like reading my my three line co-star weeping, you know. Or like uh, the best moment in your life before you'd be like, "Mm, there's so many great moments in my life. Oh, the way like they pulled out my daughter out of me and put her on my chest. That's it. Like this doesn't get any better. Like Mm -hmm. that's it. Like case closed. Um. Do you find, Matt, that when you do stuff, um, you do it better because maybe you, like the, when you did it before in some ways, like even writing sketch? Like um, I noticed that like generally speaking, and of course day to day changes for me, but across the board, I feel like my writing elevated a lot um, from maybe again, having given birth, knowing I have a limited time, having taken somewhat of a break from writing in like some ways, just because like end of pregnancy and all that stuff. What do you find um, in terms of your quality of your creative output? Maybe, you know, acting wise as well, not necessarily writing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing mostly writing. I just feel uh, I talked about acting just for a second because it's something where me being older has kind of I've been like, oh, this is like actually feeding into okay. to auditioning more than I did in my in my younger days. Or maybe it's that I, I have a cool cool management now i don't know um but uh uh yeah so my time's more limited so i feel like pressure to be um to be better you know to use my time better but i feel like i also don't care as much uh as i used to in a healthy way Um, I think I kind of had maybe an unhealthy relationship with the comedy scene and how I was viewed and whether I was a cool kid in certain groups. Um, And, you know, being a dad, being a dad in the pandemic and kind of the shifts in, in what's what's been important in, you know, the comedy scene, I don't feel that much pressure. A couple times people have invited me to do like a improv show at the clubhouse and i used to have a lot of anxiety because i wanted people to think i was like the world's greatest improviser which obviously i'm not but uh you know that's the pressure i put on myself and now i just go and i fucking like do my best and you know and it's generally been much better than how it used to be and then i just make sure i say hi to people i haven't met before that's my main thing is like if someone's really funny and I'm not aware of them, I try and just say hello and get to know them a little bit. And that's more important to me than like, you know, uh, trying to trying to impress a certain group of people and get acceptance, uh, which was a lot of my 20s. And my 30s. Yeah. And, and my 30s. And, <laughs> and, and will be my who am I? Who am I lying? I was I was I was trying to be cool at the thing. Um, but yeah, I don't really do improv like on a team anymore, but I have really enjoyed just like sitting in on a show and, and just having fun and then going back home. It's to, to your question, Sasha, even though I don't have kids, I've only been married for about three weeks as of this recording. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You got Um, some time, but you got, you got got another week. You got one more week. Um, and one of those weeks has been, uh, in a fever dream of COVID. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Um, sorry, and the other ones have been in the fever dream of just being married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I will say even something big like that, I felt a shift in myself of like wanting to do better, wanting to do more focused work, kind of looking towards the future uh, versus kind of just, I don't know, doing whatever with yeah. whatever goals. And I imagine a kid would lock me in even more where I, yeah. I want to do good that way i'm doing well for my wife and like uh making our lives better so i could only imagine a kid it's kind of steps you up even on another level to be like okay well my let's let's really do some stuff maybe not with the pressure of that youthful pressure of well i better be good that way people think i'm cool but with that pressure of like hey let's let's really think about our goals and like how we can achieve them yeah. The the one thing I, I when people are like asking me like how it is and like, oh, I don't know if I could ever do that. I feel like the the thing I I always think might be helpful for someone that that, you know, is is not is thinking about that somewhere down the road is like so you get in a relationship, right? You get a lot of um comfort and love out of a relationship, but you lose some of your your uh individuality and freedom right so you you can't just go out whenever you want because you know you have a girlfriend so like you know you want to check uh, is it date night or whatever right then you get married right so then it's like one step further you probably live together at that point you do live together at that point uh and you know you you even less can do whatever you want but you even more have that kind of love and companionship and you know security and and emotional support and teamwork right and then when you have a kid it's just another step in that direction you know you lose a lot of you can't (laughs) go out you know i can't go if if uh heather went to scotland recently and i you know i was just like all right uh everything i kind of cleared my schedule and i just like uh just worked and and took care of natalie for that yeah that's when i go to yoga my husband has to just grab the bottle and sit down on the couch that's all you can do yeah that's fine you gotta (laughs) gotta warm up that milk um so uh um so that's just another step in that direction you get you feel even more love in your life you feel even more uh your life feels fuller or my life feels fuller i'm not also, parenting's not for everyone. I felt like I should have disclaimed <laughs> that at the beginning because I know a lot of people get pressured into sure. feeling like they need to be parents. And if you don't want to be a parent, just fucking don't do it. Just don't, don't complain. Do it. Just don't complain about babies on planes, or I'm, or I'm gonna give you the speech <laughs> on this uh, podcast. In on your this, head, on this you're podcast. Be yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my head, I'll be thinking about this podcast, but then I'll be going so so sorry, so so sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm such a coward. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just another step in that direction. You know, more more love in your life, but also you lose more uh, of whatever you're going to do. Because as, soon as, I get off on, yeah. oh, as we- soon as I get off of this podcast, I got to go to a <laughs> soccer game, baby. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's nice. soccer time. That's exciting. Um, can't wait for that uh, for my family. But, yeah, well, you missed one step, I feel like. It's not for everybody either. But there's also a step of having a pet, especially a dog. Oh, yeah. We, s- we didn't thing. do that. So yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still trying to – my landlord – I li- I rent mm. a house. Yeah, I live in Encino now. 
I rent a house and they won't let me have a dog. It's driving me crazy. It has and a, a big old backyard. yard. Yeah, I've seen yeah, the backyard. Yeah, it's a big old great fucking yard. yard. It's incredible. Oh, so so irritated. And Natalie wants one, and Heather's like, uh, so it's it's a stressful situation. Mm, no, yeah, for sure. Um, we if the landlord is listening, talk to me. I'm a big <laughs> dog person. I know a lot about dogs, and I'll clear you know clear their head of all these worries about you oh. having a dog. And I, um, I'm a big dog person and that I love dogs and that my penis comes out of a furry shell. Slides oh, yeah. out as a red. Like, oh, 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 so you're a big dog person like you're half dog. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And I could have said that, that instead of it's describing like, my genitalia. <laughs> I that's okay it just took me it took me maybe two extra steps to to i was like i was like is this a furry joke oh right. i get it i get it you're right you're, right you're you're a dog so it would be like if you were a centaur but you still only had two legs but it was just like you had a horse penis a like, horse hog it's, like, it's just the penis is the only yeah thing yeah oh people Everything always say the same. with centaurs they always break it up between torso and legs but you don't understand there's a spectrum on centaurs sometimes the line is drawn at different places i know a centaur that just has like horse shins you know from the knee down knobby ass shins yeah so so it, when, when he's wearing pants and big old shoes you can't even tell he's a centaur but man you see the shin down and he's got hooves instead of feet you know <laughs> he can't take them to pay less shoes that's for sure I have a hard question for you. Go ahead. For both parents, really. This is, um, and it's it's not my opinion question, or it's not a question based on my Sophie's opinion, choice. but it's kind of the, um, <laughs> would <laughs> your you husband? murder your kid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your husband or your child. Um, but no, I feel like I it is the it is the modern question when it comes to parenting that comes up is like, how do you bring a child in this world that is de- burning and oh, I have a, I, I also get irritated by this too. Okay. We are all participants in the world we live in. We are not victims of the world we live in, right? Burn. So we each have the ability, you know, to, you know, change the world, right? We each have the ability to push the world more into a sustainable future. We're not victims that that you know that the world's gonna burn and we can do nothing about it you know what i'm saying and that same logic applies to having kids you could have a child that pushes the world toward a sustainable future yeah that's what my husband said right away when i gave him that uh you know devil's advocate like uh or like a you know, thought that might be people might be thinking. He said, maybe she'll solve freaking climate crisis. We don't know. Exactly. Maybe I will <laughs> and maybe not my daughter, out. but I mean, the idea <laughs> of bringing kids into a world that certainly, you know, at least with climate change uh, is is in trouble. Um, they are going to be a participant in that world and not a victim of that world. I like that. Yeah, I, I and I, for the record, agree with all that. I get so annoyed when I see people talking about that on Twitter, like, oh, how can people have kids right now when the world's burning? It's like, then why are you even going to have, like, a Starbucks latte today? Like, why, yeah. why are you even trying to enjoy anything? Why don't you go walk into the ocean if that's your opinion on yeah. things? It's, like, fun to turn, it's fun to turn the parenting complaint mirrors on people. When they're like, well, why'd you even have a kid if you're, oh, you're tired? Well, you chose to have a kid. I'm like, you chose to have an arts degree, and I'm not complaining about your studio. 
You know what I mean? It's such an asshole thing to be like, your own choices are your fault. I'm yeah, like, there's why, no self-reflection with yeah. it. It's never like, yeah, why are you doing anything? Why are you trying to get a book deal and not, and complaining about people getting kid having kids? Yeah, unless you're working in, your the book. Trenches, in the trenches <laughs> saving you know the planet. Like, you really don't have yeah, like, pe- yeah. a people lot to are judge. Like, Oh, why are people having kids? Well, anyways, I'm doing a show. I'm trying to get a yeah, writer's job improv, at this thing. It's like, yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. your writer's job. The world's going to burn, right? Yeah. Wh- yeah. Why I'm, have I'm, the writer's job? I'm not donating to your Indiegogo because the world's uh, burning. Yeah, exactly. Right. That That is... Next, I'm going to track all those people who I see tweet like that or say things like that. And, and find, I'm going to wait till they have find projects. their Indiegogo. Yeah, and, and then I'm yeah. going to be like, hey, sorry, but the world's burning. And, like, I'm too busy dumping in women to get them pregnant. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I should say that, like, like that. with Man. all the... No, no, with all the negative, quote-unquote, <laughs> stuff that we're talking about, people who talk shit about ki- having kids, I was one of the m- most, like, just vehemently, like, disliking the idea of having kids person like back in the day like for most of my life I did not want to have kids I I I did not you know I was just like I'm a dog person this is just as good I Mm -hmm. don't want to have a child even if um, I love my husband like and I don't want to get married in fact and for a long time that's how it was until it wasn't until I had uh, we're not going to get into that but Joe knows I had a um near-death experience that brought me over on the other side so the history had changed since then and then I decided that I want to get pregnant and have a child and to me the timing was perfect you know Um, but I also understand and I feel maybe not even compassion well I guess it's a form of compassion I just like I have the understanding of being like oh my god oh the child oh they're bringing in the child here Oh, she's talking about the child. She's posting a picture about, you know, the child and all that stuff. And I try not to get on their nerves because I know what it's like to be that person. But part of me, of course, of course, Matt, Joe, part of me is secretly saying, you fucking don't know what you're missing. Like, you don't know what you're missing. Like, it's obnoxious because, like, the the moment you move on to the next level, to the different, you know, side, you're like, "Um, this side is much better. But it's exactly what's happening. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm going to agree with you on all those fronts, but it's kind of the best thing that happens, having a kid. So, you like, good for you. Don't, don't be in the rush, but you should probably have a kid. Like, yeah. un- unless, unless you don't, you're, you're not suitable to be a parent for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah it I, is the grass is always greener thing, where it's like, yeah, you lose something, but you don't just lose you also gain. It's on my a lot. side. The grass is greener, not on theirs. You know what I mean? Like that's the opposite, almost. Yeah, the, of that. the grass is greener on my side. On my Ish. side. Come to um, my side. Yeah. Uh, I, I. Yeah. The only thing I. I. I feel that way sometimes too. But all I really ask is like <laughs> compassion on both sides, because I. I understand where it's probably coming from. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that people feel the societal pressure or maybe yeah. pressure from their family oh, or no. whatever to have a kid. They don't want to have a kid. So then all of that kind of um, tension gets released when they hear a baby on a plane or whatever. But it's just like just be compa- be compassionate toward the child. Be compassionate toward the parent of the child and me as a parent. I want to be compassionate toward my friends that, you know, for one reason or the other, you know, don't want kids, can't have kids, 
whatever. I, all I want is for people to be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, and by that's, the way, that's I where all my ranting comes from. Yeah, and you you brought up a great point, Matt, and I want to make this sidebar because I feel like it would be unfair to not have this mentioned in this podcast. If you're listening to this and you're struggling to have a kid, like my heart goes out to you. I, you know, it's we we feel your pain and the. We are not here to, you know, brag in that sense. Because, I mean, like, we've all had different journeys. And my journey was very hard of getting pregnant. And I had to make some sacrifices. But um, I don't have an arm. No. But, um, <laughs> but I have made some sacrifices that I feel like worked out beautifully. So it's, uh, you know, we, we're there. We feel for you. And, uh, you know, your journey is, is real. And we, we're sending you love. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, interesting about all that when people like, let's say you're in your 60s, didn't have kids, then people are like, oh, aren't you, aren't you disappointed no. that you had kids? But then we never do it at the opposite when you're like, 60s, the person has kids, but they've been a horrible father <laughs> and mother. The kid is a shithead. And it's like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't yeah. have had kids. That's do you true. ever regret having yeah. kids? Like, yeah, you never you ever... do the opposite there. But there's so many shithead parents with shithead point. kids. Yeah, I I don't, you know, whenever people are like, oh, I wish I was a parent, I'm like, no, you do you, man. Mm -hmm. I I love the idea of just fucking booking a flight to Maui for no fucking reason, oh, not arranging Maui. for baby babysitter. That's all I've been dreaming about is Maui since is I Maui. get um, Joe, are we ready to go into the ratings so we can rant some more when we get there? Yeah, I think we should go into the ratings. Um, How do they so work? Let me explain. The ratings work like this. We are going to rate parenthood on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as the basis for our scale. That other thing can be a similar life experience like owning a dog. Say, hey, owning a dog is a 5, but parenthood is a 10 because it's way gotcha. better than a dog. Or it could be something like the show Parenthood is 10 mm -hmm. out of 10, way more interesting then a parenthood, the activity, which is a one out of ten. It really doesn't matter, and if that doesn't make sense, we will go first. Uh, I'll go first because, Sasha, I feel like you have better insight uh, to it. <laughs> the last 11 weeks gave me some insight. Um, so I will rate parenthood over, um, uh, you know, and I'll go the easy one of owning a dog, mm -hmm. raising a dog. Let's say even being from, a father to a baby. dog, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is great. It is. Um, there's so much advice out there, but you still end up screwing up. Yeah. Uh, you end up not doing it exactly right. You <laughs> see that they have problems and issues as they grow up. Speaking to my dog <laughs> specifically, <laughs> but you know it's so good. It mm. is uh, very rewarding. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Parenthood, question mark out of 10. <laughs> it's a mystery. First one on this podcast. Yeah, first one, question mark out of 10. I wouldn't be so arrogant as to say I could rate it. Yeah. So. All right, I'll go next. Um, I will <coughs> compare this experience of having a child, and this might sound a little like esoteric, um, to having like a spiritual awakening <laughs> and by that i mean really it depends on the person how that spiritual awakening um manifests itself 
for some people it happens naturally as they grow older maybe for some people they have to really get into yoga and meditation and like i mean we live in la here there's all kinds of stuff going on for me it was like really cognizant work of taking psychedelics for years doing yoga hot yoga and you know vipassana meditation just to like get through all the trauma that my family has instilled in me and my mom basically the reason that i didn't have kids for a long time because i didn't want to mess up somebody the way i was messed up so for me it was like a lot of work to get to the point where i feel like i am a much healthier person and i'm suitable to be a parent than i would have been 10 years ago it would have been terrible parent 10 years ago i wanted to be on a herald team 10 years ago that's where i was i mean come on um <laughs> So uh, I would compare these two experiences in just like a person's life, like in the book written about a person. Where does that go? Um, just speaking for myself, of course, everybody is different. They're so connected, you know. Um, to me, though, like working, I'm, I'm going to try to step outside of like my personal experiences, what I think may be applicable to most people. I think everybody should do some work on themselves. If they don't like become, if people don't become more self-aware than getting into the early middle age and all that, you know, journey from then on can become very painful, depressing, and um, life may not be fun anymore and just may look very sad that it sometimes look on people, looks on people. So I think that is 10 out of 10. You gotta, you gotta take care of number one. Like you gotta connect to the deeper uh, meaning in life. And to have a kid sometimes that's what gives that deeper meaning but i don't know that just having a kid would do that for you i feel like the the, the spiritual awakening thing precedes having a kid whatever that may be again for everybody i'm ranting i'm rambling but i would give having a kid on this scale like a seven <laughs> again i'm not saying that having my daughter is a seven but i'm saying in terms of like how it can change you it may not change you it may make your life miserable i assume that it can happen to some people out there they have a kid and they find themselves in the pickle and life is becoming <sighs> more difficult and they realize they weren't ready so i think first take care of yourself then have a kid if that makes any sense i love it i love thank it that you. makes that makes perfect sense to me thank you matt what you're about the, you? you you're yeah. the bottom of, of your pyramid. I always, sometimes when things are, I use the pyramid uh, uh, metaphor a lot when in times of uh, tribulation where it's uh -huh. like, take care of, oh, hit the mic. Uh, uh -huh. I'm like, take care of yourself as the bottom of the pyramid and then everything else because if you don't take care of yourself, then the pyramid falls. Yeah, um, I like that. I'll steal that going forward. Great. Um, so, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned making like a house team. So I think this just for fun would be a fun, fun rating system, right? I'm going to say house team. Cause I'm not going to give, uh, any, you know, cause people and for are... the, uh, the non-comedy people oh, in the right. world that just give a, br a brief yeah. explanation of sure. what that means. So, and I'm sure it also <laughs> exists in, in smaller towns. I just am not sure not aware of it so there are like different comedy schools in los angeles and usually all of them you know they both teach comedy and then all of them have like a house team meaning that school has a team of either sketch writers or improvisers that um kind of are the cream of the crop the cream uh, of the, yeah uh, 
definitely risen to the top because of how much cream they have. Oh boy, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like my metaphor. With that dog penis of theirs. Yeah, grossed me out. Um, So so yeah, in in Los Angeles, a lot of people that take classes out here become very obsessed. And and I was one of those people. I still (laughs) like kind of like think about it, but... You know, people get very obsessed. They take like a million classes. They want to get on a house team. They want that kind of, um, they want to think that they are the cream of the crop. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then later they find out that maybe they're viewed as more of the crop than the cream. Uh, Oh, man, I'm really, I'm really milking all the cream (gasps) out of this, out of this crop. (gasps) Um, But uh, yeah, so that was the thing I was obsessed with. You mentioned it uh, in in your opinion. So uh, getting, getting it. Right, getting on a house team, right? Like, I'm going to compare that toward <laughs> parenthood just because I think that's a fun juxtaposition. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. That would be pretty cool. You know, it's nice yeah. to know that, like, oh, I'm trying to be funny. It's being recognized. Uh, I get to do a show where everyone sees me as uh, a certain level of Validation about. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of validation, you know, arguably could lead to opportunities, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, it could lead, but you like feel that validation Mm -hmm. a little bit, but, um, here's the thing. If you get the validation from being on this team and then you get cut, Mm. who's sticking around? Who of your friends is sticking around? Who's still coming to your birthday parties? Right. Yeah. Those, that's your crew. Your crew are the people that hang out after your cut. And, uh, you know, so, so, uh, you know, I feel like I was seeking a validation that may not have been as full Damn. as just the friends that are friends with me anyway. Right. Um, so compared to parenthood, they don't quite, the metaphor doesn't quite, uh, doesn't quite <laughs> carry love, over. I still getting after, after the cream crop stuff, it started to go down. Cream of the but, crop. But okay. Cream of the crop. I can't do, I have like old vocal cords now, so I can't do like my macho man voice. Just do An- it, Adam Sandler. Just do yeah, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do let not scratchy voice people. Um, <laughs> but, um. You know, kind of the same thing. I mean, it doesn't validate you really as a comedian, but um, but yeah, certainly you feel loved in your home. You know, you uh, you put your daughter to sleep. It's a very warm feeling. You <laughs> you you uh, you know, share a bed with your your partner. That's like a lovely feeling. So you know, there is kind of a parallel where you feel a sense of belonging and love and acceptance. Certainly not because of how funny your Adam Sandler voice is, um, but uh, it helps. It helps. But but definitely the metaphor is kind of that feeling of love and acceptance uh, that you're kind of, in a way, looking for in uh, in validation in a in a comedy community. Uh, and yeah, I can't I can't give my little girl Natalie less than a ten. Uh, <laughs> I, I gave love, mine seven. I, I love. I'm sorry. You, you're. You know. That's you. That's the number you gave. But I'm giving my lovely little daughter Natalie a ten. Okay. You win as a parent, Matt. Thank you. I know yeah. it's a competition. I've read it on the on the Facebook uh, mommy forums. I guess there should be daddy forums, right? But oh, but there I've are. Only, they're just a different thing. Yeah, they're just like 
they're just like, who's playing Call of Duty after she goes to sleep? Uh, I was I thinking more that. of my Leather Daddy forums that I'm a oh, part oh, of. Oh, okay, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're good I, forums. I love that uh, this became a competition and that uh, <laughs> dads, you know, men always win. <laughs> if only they like get into the even the women's territory, they're like, all right, I'm here to win. Oh yeah, um, I'm, but I love it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are are guys at, at certain parts of the country that are just like, listen, man, I I know a lot about breastfeeding. Okay. <laughs> Now, now the thing—the thing with the lady is—is is that yeah. she was the latching wasn't quite going yeah. the way she did, and then I got in there. I got an engineering degree, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the nipple's just basically a structure, right? So you got to have the, like the right. I'm sure there's a guy out there thinking he knows more about breastfeeding than his wife. My husband wanted to write a book when we were dealing with the breastfeeding drama, <laughs> like everybody does. He wanted to write a book called "Mansplaining Breastfeeding." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. That sounds like a that sounds like an idea a guy would have, including myself. I'd be like, you know what? I think maybe I've cracked this. No, you haven't, Matt. Sit down. Sit down, Matt. Well, this is amazing. Um, we're so you know, I'm I'm very excited that we had this conversation. It made me feel better as a person, as a human being, as a Perfect. parent. Uh, Matt, what's going on with you these days? Would you like to plug anything? Uh, I want to plug that we both have drum sets in the background. I tried yeah. to turn off my blur, except mine's electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what what am I doing? I don't know. Just uh, look up uh, me on TikTok. Uh, I already talked. Oh, that's so many empty soda cans. I'm putting this back on blur. Uh. <laughs> this is this is embarrassing. Uh, let's see. I drink a lot of, uh, Coke Zero. Drink Coke Zero, uh, but, but throw the cans away after, or throw them in the recycling after you're done drinking them. Uh, yeah, just find me on, uh, Matt Harbert, TikTok, YouTube, uh, and, uh, I'm doing a sketch show. If you're in Los Angeles, uh, Behemoth at the Pack Theater. Right. Joe, what about you? Oh, nothing really going on these days. Check out <laughs> JoeCabello.com. There'll be something going on there, am I right? Yeah, something. All right. If you want to take a writing class, check out scriptanatomy.com. See if there are any classes that I'm teaching that have spots open. We'd love to have you there. Thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.